Hey, it's Bill Gross. I hope you like this video. If you want to join us live every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern, register at probateweekly.com, www.probateweekly.com. And if you like this content, hit the like button and subscribe and hit notifications, and you get notified as soon as we upload every time. Thanks. Is how do I build a probate real estate business as a real estate agent? How do I develop a business where I get more listings and sales using probate as my area of expertise? And what better way than ask somebody who's done it? And I actually kind of watched her start and become a superstar uh, from Northern California, also from our probate master group, Miriam Cruz. Miriam, thank you so much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me here. So give us a little background. How long have you been in real estate? So I started cold calling for a family member maybe five years ago or eight years ago off and on. Um, I tried to become a wholesaler. I tried to become one because I was never successful at it maybe like four years ago. And then I became a licensed agent about a year and a half ago. So a year and a half ago you started and I think I met you through or you know, knew of you through Chad's program around that time. Is that when you started with the probate program? Right. So what was it that brought you to probate? You're relatively new in real estate. What was it brought you to the probate space specifically? So I had been cold calling for, like I said, a family member, and I was working for the courthouse here in Santa Clara. So I really enjoyed the legal side of uh, probate. And when I called people, I knew how to look at their account, and I actually knew what I was reading. And I'm like, oh, this judge... Um, my judge is now working in civil court um, and deals with probate here in Santa Clara, the judge that I was working for. So it was really cool how it all came together. So what was your what was your position in the courthouse? I was a clerk to uh, Honorable Judge Eric Giffon, and then I was a supervisor for traffic and then criminal court. So not probate, but you knew the basic procedures of the courthouse and the, and the files and the online resources and things like that right and my best friend works at probate there you um, go there, i knew that was coming so my the judge that i work with again now works at probate my other best friend works in his courtroom so i knew the legal side and now i got to learn probate probate's like a lot more simpler than a criminal case um so i well, think when I, look, <laughs> I mean yes when I'm reading at when I'm looking at the file. So at least for me, when I would look at the file, I'm like, oh, okay. Um, it's not as uh we were in the motions unit, death penalty cases. So I was handling some pretty serious matters. Oof. Yeah. Nasty people. If you think probate families are difficult, I imagine somebody up for murder charges must be yeah. tough to work with. There's levels to this. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, so what fascinates me about your story is that. You know, one of the I am extremely I versed in CPR. I do know how to administer CPR. However, I will not administer so, unless you're a hot female. This is the reality. If you're this is this is a Zoom bomb, and it, you know, I I thank you for getting on there so quickly, and I did not um, jump on him quick enough, and um, we'll just do this later. Um, okay, we got this. That's the second time I've let my my. Uh, Guard down on the security settings, but uh, we've now got that, that you can't unmute anybody. So anybody on the call, you can't unmute yourself. You need to ask in the chat box. If I recognize you, great. If your name is something other than your full name and then you're registered, I would ask you to just put your contact info so I know it's you and we get to the point where it's participative. So let me go back. What I find fascinating about your story is, you know, the top probate realtor, I think, in Los Angeles 
was a paralegal for a firm. Mm -hmm. And as a result, I think not only learned the process like you did, but had some unique insight into the relationships that she's used to her credit. You, you still have to be good to develop those relationships, but right. most people don't have that opportunity. But I hear your story fairly often, which is not that you necessarily had the opportunity for the referrals, but you had the opening for the expertise. Right. So how did you convert your knowledge of the probate process into getting business? So whenever, first of all, I think it's an added bonus, right? When I deal with people, I actually, the way that I run my business is coming from a place of caring. So whenever I come and I speak with a potential client, it's never about, well, how can I sell their home? It's how can I help them? And sometimes it's probably not even probate. Um, sometimes it's something else. Maybe they have a question and I refer them to an attorney. So I do a lot of referrals for trust or estate planning. Um, it's always coming up with a solution. And I think that's how I began to build my business. It was always about helping someone else or leading someone to a solution. So that's how I started. So, uh, however, having knowledge in the legal, the paperwork has helped me, I mean, beyond, you know, when I look at a paper, I'm like, okay, now it's a different personal representative. So I'm not calling that person that I shouldn't be calling. Maybe there's conflict. When the case is continued, I, I'm able to kind of know why. Right. So when I talk to a potential lead, they're like, uh, how do you know all of this? Right. And exactly. I'm aware. Yeah. You'd be a little careful because you can know a lot more. You know, so much almost feels creepy to them. Right. It's all, it's all public. Right. It's just, I know how to get to it. You know how to get to it. So to them, it feels creepy, but the reality is welcome to probate. It's all public. Yes. And actually I've never had a situation where it's been creepy. I've always had, thankfully, and I hopefully moving forward, um, where people feel like, okay, I could trust you because you know what I'm going through. And yeah. actually I could trust you because I don't want anyone else knowing that there's hella drama in my family. So I'm not going to get my friend who's a realtor. I'm actually going to hire you because I don't want people knowing what's going on here. Is that a legal term? Hella drama? Is that? Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. So, but I'm sure also you're, you're discreet, right? I mean, you have to be careful what you tell people, you know, and, and be discreet with it. I'm sure you are. It's not because you oh, do absolutely. know, you do information that would make people uncomfortable if they knew you knew it right away. Right. You have to be a little careful with that. Absolutely. And that's where the, what I call call, that's my main, actually now it's becoming more referrals. But when I started, it was mainly cold calling and my conversation with the potential client is never about the house, the probate. It's more about how are you doing? And this is who I am because normally when you call someone, they're already freaked out. How did you get my information? And what do you mean you go look at cases? What are you doing? Why? So it's mainly about getting to know each other on a personal level. And then I touch upon that and I won't go too far into the case if they, if I know they don't want to talk about it. It just well, you're, depends. you're so calming to talk to. I mean, I'm almost feeling relieved myself of whatever personal problems I have and anxieties. So, oh, I so. <laughs> so you were a cold caller before you got into probate. You said you called for your family, right? right? Yeah. So when you started in probate a year and a half ago, <clears throat> um, how long did you have to cold call before you started seeing a couple deals and had maybe deal flow? How long did that process take? Um. It took maybe, well, based off when I used to call call, I didn't get any probate 
maybe like six months. So you start um, cold calling probates and it took six months to see a probate deal. Right. And the cold calling. Yeah. So just stop for a second to those listening and those maybe on the replay, six months. Now, today you have a great business. Was it worth yeah. six months to invest? Yeah, absolutely. And sorry, but I used to cold call before. Right. And, um, you had the skill, you had the muscle, the hustle muscle, right? Yeah. You just turned it into probate and took about six months for that specifically to convert. Absolutely. And it's, oops, sorry, the lights go off here. Let me stand real quick. Sorry. There we go. <laughs> um, be late. So, yes, that's how long it took. And um, it's completely worth it. I mean, I love what I do. Now, after five months of cold calling, how'd you feel about it? You know, to me, it was more of a challenge because I really enjoyed probate and I wanted to help someone. Now, hold on one second. Just if you pause, those watching, you see in her eyes the determination when I ask that question. Like I asked a question at five months and most, many people, too many people at five months are feeling despair and quitting. And you saw her, like her whole posture changed and she was like, boss lady, no, no, I was determined. I felt it. Right. Yeah. So five months you were determined. What was the kip you think on track? I wanted it badly. I wanted to leave my job. Um, I wanted to make money and I knew that it's possible. And the only one that can make that happen was me. You know, many people are looking for a, a fix, a, a quick solution. I'll buy a thousand leads. I'll do this. And for me, it was really to be determined to be consistent. And I knew it was going to be there. And you have to believe in yourself. Right. I knew it was coming. So I think based off of that, and when I first saw, when I saw the first one, I'm like, oh, shoot. Okay. So I think I have something here. Like you have to believe in yourself. I think that was my main thing. That's exciting. Yeah. So of course, for everybody listening, it's meant to be participative. If you have a question, raise your hand in the Zoom chat, uh, Zoom uh, application, or put it in the chat box. I'll call on you, try to ask you on mute. Just because we get Zoom bombed, I'm not able to um, to do uh, keep people unmuted and let you jump in on your own. But that's part of life, I guess. And then uh, if you're on uh, the live stream, YouTube, Twitch, I see uh, somebody coming in from YouTube, uh, Marvell, how are you doing? And also uh, Danae Marie Sellers. I talked to you in San Diego. Thanks for joining us in today. If you're on the YouTube or Facebook or LinkedIn, feel free to put your questions there and I'll be monitoring that. And if you're watching on the recording afterwards, I'll either answer it or circle to uh, Miriam if um, uh, if appropriate. So, okay, so you started- And I'm sorry, if I have to stand again because the lights go off, my bad, okay? That's I okay. have to do it, otherwise I'll be I'll be talking here in the dark. Yeah, that's okay. Not to, <laughs> thank you. For as much as I'm paying you, you can stand as many times as you have to. <laughs> I promise. And it's nice of you to to offer to help today, because really I'm like you. I'm just a uh, a broker doing this business, make good living, started with nothing four years ago in probate, built a great business. And I would be here if not for the community people who supported me. And I right. watched you kind of be helped along the process when you started. So I really appreciate your willingness to give back. You yeah. must get, because I know you've been in, you know on different calls. I've seen you in the chat box. You must get agents to call you. I think you said you just hung up with one recently. Um, you must get agents all the time to call you and ask you how you did it and for guidance, correct? Right. So 
do you get what I get, which is, yeah, but what's the easy way? I mean, really, it sounds like a lot of work. Do you get that that you know question back? Yeah, you know, but I'm only looking for a way. One time I got one, I'm looking more for a machine gun kind of approach where I can just kind of spray it and then just get the listings. Do you, how do you do that? Do you get that so question? So I had a I had an open house in Berkeley. It was a triplex, and one of the buyer's agents came and said, I saw your website, I want to do what you're doing. Please give me the five steps to do exactly what you're doing. And I started laughing. I'm like, I don't even know. And I said, okay, well, I start cold calling. He's like, no, 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 I don't cold call. Like, let's jump. <laughs> and I said, I don't, I don't want to do what you did. <laughs> I just want your results. <laughs> I just wanted, I just want to have what you have. And I'm like, it doesn't work that way. Mm. Um, there's no like quick fix. You can't just start and um, all of a sudden get all these listings, referrals. It, I don't think that's possible. Like, it just doesn't work that way. I've interviewed, you know, tons of real estate agents like you, and nobody's done that I've come across. Only the yeah. the seminar speakers will tell you that, but they'll never let you ask them questions about what they did. And when you break, what I've found in my career is when you break down that business, it's never as simple as they explain to you. They're part of a big team. They're just the front man right. doing the coaching, and there's 50 people behind them, and they add all the numbers up. There's always some other kind of weird thing going on behind it. But right. I really admire that about you, that you really plugged along and, and went through that. So um, talk about when you started cold calling, or I guess to this day, now it's mostly referral, but when you, when you as you cold called business, where'd you get your data from? Do you mind sharing what provider it was? And what was a what was the script or what was the come from when you called people, when you started? So actually, when I first started, I think I got them from all the leads, right? Chad used to be um, there. And then I got him from DF Probate. Mm -hmm. um and i only have them from df pro but i've tried other lead systems and it just doesn't work for me um and i go to the courthouse and i pull my own data every week i'm there every friday so wow that's how i pull my my data from santa clara county it also allows me to really look at the file and understand what's going on um i feel most comfortable my friends are there i love to hang out at the courthouse um I had actually funny story. There was an agent that I met there that I work with at the YMCA back in the day. And he said, Hey, you're doing great. I want to call uh, practice cold calling with you. So I said, wonderful. I always want to work with people. It turned out he's a friend of my client at that time. And he called my client and said, you should fire Miriam because I'm going to do this job cheaper for you. Hmm. And um, I need to feed my kids. So my client quickly called me and said, hey, you saw him and he told me to fire you. I'm like, mm, no good. So I said, I didn't want to um, call his broker and like create this drama because my client didn't go with him anyway. Um, but I have been waiting to see him at the courthouse and I told the staff, be ready because I'm going to go off on him. So the staff, every time I come in on Fridays, they're like, hey, he hasn't been here. And last week, one of the court staff said, I warned him, you're going to tell him off and we're ready for that because he's Woo. a cheater. <laughs> Woo. So I said, Woo. so everyone's ready to see the drama. And I know the deputies, you know, so um, when I go in there on Friday, it's really a fun experience. I get to chat with people and, you know, connect with people that I used to work with. So let me ask you then, do you get I mean, it's always hard to say where a deal comes from, but have you gotten referrals just from people you've met while you're there drawing the data? Like if you had other family members or attorneys or 
realtors refer you a deal or employees in the courthouse refer you a deal just because you're there doing what you're going to do anyhow? Employees, yes. How about that? Yeah. yeah. And and so I think the the what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story there is uh, we're in the talk to people business. If you talk to people, you get business. It's almost like you're using going to the court as an excuse right to get the business right it's not even really that you have to be there necessarily to some and degree. that's actually what happened with this situation i told the staff hey i'm a real estate agent i focus on this please uh, please tell trini i'm going to kick his ass when i see him excuse <laughs> my language so now they know okay she does real estate yeah she's a badass and she's about her business yeah and not so good for trini because i'm sharing his you know baggage out here but i don't care because i think he deserves that um but it's a way for me to use as an excuse and build relationship and have them know what i do so any situation whoever it is i don't come up and say hey i'm a real estate agent i do this it's like how are you and then the conversation will, will go there right so they know and they're informed if it's natural to go there it will go there right if it's not natural go there it's just slimy i'm a realtor do you have any referrals right it's just yes. if you just feel slimy because you're not really that intimate with a person to get that kind of a relationship with them exactly yeah so um uh so you use the data source i'm not familiar with the one that you mentioned you said it's df data df probate okay. it's like uh gary degrassi or De oh Gary grassi yeah he actually he's with my company with the xp realty he's a yeah there's a son, the father passed. I don't know if you know right, that. Right, right, yeah. And the son. Okay, so they had the data, but I think they've packaged someone else's data, but nice. Okay, good. Yes. So you use their data. And then mm -hmm. so today now it's most referral, both at your court on Friday. Do you look at Friday time as lead generation time or administrative time? Or how do you kind of classify? I do. Yeah, that's my day to go to the courthouse, download data from wherever, go visit attorneys, um, relationship day. That's what I use it for. Any food involved? You're bringing snacks or, or cookies or something for the office staff? I actually the... bring um How do I know attorneys. this? I knew this. Go ahead. <laughs> I bring the attorneys a goodie bag that says just popping by uh, with a whole bunch of popcorn, like spicy popcorn, different nice. flavored. Um, nice. And I put my information inside. To be honest, that hasn't really been that successful because many times they're being blocked, right, by their paralegals and whoever else. Um, sometimes I catch them. <laughs> Or I do that with attorneys that I've worked with in the past. I'll just stop by and drop the goodies. Um, and it doesn't have to be where I have to meet with them because I know they're busy. I just want them to know who I am. I think the real power play is bring it for the paralegal because yeah. everybody's going to the attorney and treats them poorly. But right. the person who's filling out the form and the person who has a question, oh my gosh, what is the APN? Oh, we need a copy of the deed. Oh, you know, when was the property, you know, bought, sold, whatever, uh, just give me a because she could probably look it up for us. I found that that really the, the real powers of paralegals, and I would say, really, this is for you, not for the attorney or make sure, you, you know, that kind of thing, make them feel important. Um, yeah. uh, that's just been my play. So, okay. So um, what do you, what do you think you do different? You mentioned, I think, if I was to summarize your value proposition, one is a relationship with a person who has a problem. It sounds like you're you're a caring, um, uh, thoughtful person rather than just a realtor. Give me your listing. Is that right. would you say that's your the primary focus of your? You're obviously knowledgeable. Um, do you how do you, do you or how do you present yourself? In your your knowledge in relation to your competition. How do you 
um, share that, that you're distinctly different because every realtor, you know, says they're probate expert, right? They all have a, they all have a certificate. They all have their email address. They're probate experts. Um, obviously you're, you're a different level given your, your background, as well as the work you've done. Do you bother to make the distinction? Do you expect them, the customers, they figure it out or how do you present that? No, I think that it's very important for us to tell them, right. And not wait, like, Oh, have them guess and, I want to be different than everyone else. Mm -hmm. So my mission is whenever I go to a listing appointment to get the job. Um, but by being myself, providing the information that I have to provide, and also knowing about their case and their house and their family situation. Again, I don't just go in and, oh, I heard there's drama, but clearly if you saw, you know, a continuance and other things in the case, I know things are happening. Right. So the reason why I use that is so I just have knowledge and I'm able to understand what this person is going through. If there's multiple siblings and there's, you know, a trial recently, I'm like trial and probate. Um, I know that she's going through a lot already. So coming from a place, honestly, of like you said, caring and love is where, where I go in. It's like, OK, I know this person is going through a lot. How can I assist them in providing resources and solutions? Also, as we all probably do, I have my handyman, my contractors, I have people that I specifically have chosen because they're good people like me. So everyone that works in my circle is um, honest. You know, we don't take advantage of anyone. It's not always about just making money. We make it work for each other and we work as a team. And I actually had a um, interview like three weeks ago, and my client said, I'm going to interview four of you. And I said, please do. So you can know that I'm the best one. And she's like, Oh, my goodness. So after she called me, and she said, you were right, you were the best one. Um, so it's not about being cocky, or I'm better than people. It's really you will be you will have the best results, because I will do my best for you. Uh -huh. in every way possible i will help the paralegal i will help the attorney the title company um i will help the buyer's agent you know to make sure that everything's smooth so i'm not just here for one side i'm here to work as a team that's how i deal with my transactions one of the things you said is that you see you know, when you first meet the customers sometimes you'll see their the, the case is already under process there's already conflict there's maybe a trial so you're not necessarily focused on getting the new filings right away. I know there are agents who buy the data and they think I have to be the first one to call. I feel like that's only if yeah. you're not as good as I am or you are. If you're as good as you are, you want the person who has some problems. They've been maybe with a realtor for a while, but the realtor can't help them. And all right. of a sudden I could read the case file. You're reading the case file and saying, well, here's a problem. My guess is also that when you read the case file, you recognize some of the attorneys. Yeah. So just, I'm going to ask you a question that I, I give an answer all the time to. I'd love to get your perspective. How would you describe the competency of the probate attorneys as a population as a whole? Like what percentage would you say are competent? What percentage would you say is not competent? How would you describe that? You are on the internet. Right. I'm like, why are you doing this? <laughs> I'll tell you why, because <laughs> I work kidding. two things. I'll tell you why beyond it. 100% honest, because you and I are colleagues and I appreciate being here. And you know, for all the money I'm paying you, I have to write, I, I don't have to write <laughs> not to. One I would say is I aspire to work with the top 10% who are really, really good. Right. And they're distinctly different. And I'd say the bottom 
of that group, some know that they're, they don't know what they're doing and they need me to help them. And the other yeah. other 90% don't know they need me to help them. And there's a nightmare to work with. And I'd rather not work with them anyhow. So to be honest, I don't mind saying that just like in our business, I think the top 10% are really good. The bottom 9% are terrible. And if you know you're terrible and you need help, I'm here to help you. If you don't know it, you know, whatever, they're, they're not watching things to improve. Now, I completely I, agree. Um, you know, I'm going to- That won't get you in trouble. Yeah. You might want to yeah. stop there. <laughs> I'm in a place in my business that I want to work with. Before, when I started, I was desperate. Mm -hmm. I'll take anything. Now, I want to work with attorneys that I know are um, successful in the business because I see their name very often. I look at their website. I see what they're doing. And I'm able to, now people reach out to me for estate planning. Clearly, I'm not an attorney, so I'm able to refer. Nice. I just referred an attorney from San Francisco that I've been wanting to work mm -hmm. with for years because he's so big, yeah. a case in which he's making over 100K. Wow. Um, and he was like, wow. And I said, I want to provide to you. And I think that you are knowledgeable. Clearly, you have so many cases. I see what you're doing. I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. And credibility right and he's like that's amazing like thank you for referring to me so it's not always about me 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 and me getting the business um it's about referring also clients to people that know what they're doing i've had attorneys that come to me on the low and says or will ask me what's a notice of proposed action like i'm like oh my gosh i don't say anything but i'm thinking geez you know out-of-state attorneys that are practicing in california i've seen that too um and things that i'm like wow actually one of my cases one of my cases one of my clients um in he had had a stroke he had a home in san francisco the attorney filed the case in san francisco and i'm like didn't your wife die in santa clara and he says yeah so he called the attorney he said you've had my case for two years did you file in the wrong county and the attorney's like oh my bad so Mike ended up um, letting him go and hired someone locally. And not only that, uh, Bill, a real estate agent had his house key and was waiting for probate to end, never had a listing agreement and came and I'm like, how do you give someone your, your house key? So the, I feel like the real estate agent and the attorney were not being, um, efficient and dealing with a, a person who had a stroke, he couldn't even walk. So I was able to, I called the agent and I said, Hey, I need the key back. And he's like, who are you? That's my client. I'm like, you never signed a listing with him. I'm surprised that you took his house key um, and asked him for the code for his uh, safe. You know, all these random things that are happening to this, to the population. This is why I became a senior specialist. So I can know more how to talk to people that are older um but people are doing things not only attorneys agents that are really not appropriate yeah. and this is why people don't trust us sometimes so i think in that situation the attorney didn't know what he was doing the agent yeah. clearly didn't know and the agent yeah. was waiting for this probate to end and he never took the time to even check in to see where mike was at in the probate process so once i took over we got it going within six months. I sold the property in San Francisco. The A team took over. Right. That's I'm what like, I tell people. It's time to work with the A team. You work with the B team. That's what it looks like. Right. And to be honest, Miriam, I don't think that's that uncommon. I don't know. Maybe 
you don't see it, or maybe things are better in Santa Clara than LA, but the, the filing in the wrong county, wrong forms, wrong process, not clearing notes, just fundamental, not giving uh, notices to other parties, just right. fundamental mistakes, basics. I see it all the time. And attorneys who come in in fancy suits and work for good firms, and it, it's just shocking. And, and yet, then you see the guy who is the pro or gal or lady, and they know their stuff, and they know the judges, everybody knows them, things move, the judge gives them exceptions, different story. And that's who you right. want to work with and what you want to grow up and be like. Yes. Um, let me knock out some questions here. Um, so evangelist, single mom, Marvel Harbin, uh, what to say to submit a request for my sister to be accountable to the co-heir like a quarter request. So Marvel, I would say reach out to me privately. That's going to be a very personal situation. I really don't want to go into detail online. If you want to call, text or email me, it'd be best. And maybe I can help find the right person. Make sure you include what state that's in. I don't want to assume it's in California because I'm in California, but that's a, a bit of a private situation. We don't want to get on the internet, I think. Um, a couple of you guys put in your names and contact info. Love to have you network on here. I'm always looking to network out of state. I'm building a national platform. I closed a deal this week in Maryland and last month in Michigan. So definitely make sure if you're out of state, especially uh, put your information in the chat box so I can stay up on top of you. Um, Claudia asked a question. Um, uh, okay, let's go back a little bit further. So um, I, go for, I, I guess I, you and I were talking so much, I wasn't paying attention. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's okay. um, so at this point, most I think you answered this question. Most of your business is coming from referrals because you've you're dealing with people who are around uh, quite often, right? Do you still do any kind of cold calling or direct marketing, or is it all pretty much now inbound business for you? No, I cold call. I love it. How often do you do it? Every other day. For how long? As much as I can. Some days could be two hours. Some days could be fifteen minutes, and I have. That one that I got, uh, I only had 15 minutes. I think it was Mike, and I got it. That was the first call that I made that day. Beautiful. So I think anytime that I can call, I will call because um, that's how I run my business. I truly believe in cold calling. I believe huh? that it's helped me so much. Wow. And, you know, in probate, it's not like you get the listing and you could just sell it. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, to prepare the home or you start the conversation with someone and i've had some that i started a year ago and i'm barely selling it now so you right. have to just go for it and continue doing whatever it is that you're doing you're so right when I, mean, I have one i you know i have two i just took right in a row that are both um we're, we're supplementing to try to get full authority on both of them now and there's a little hiccup by the attorney on both of them but you know they could it's months from my first talk to them and got things signed and, and we're not and, and it's on the mls i just tell the agents sit tight we're not accepting offers yet because we want to be full authority we don't want to have to have court confirmation um yes. okay christopher asks um uh, so we answered that question what geographic area do you handle so i know you said santa clara but you also do San Francisco, or you refer out to San Francisco? Where, where, what's the geography? I do six. I do San Joaquin, uh, San Francisco, Alameda, Contra Costa, Santa Cruz, Santa Clara. So I do six counties. That we call the from down here. We call it the Bay Area, generally speaking. So. Right, except for the southern more or Central Valley, which is Stockton, but I also run that area. 
Yeah, Stockton's like for cowboys, so that's not for you. Stu <laughs> <laughs> Durdu down there. Um, no, I like Stockton actually. It's just I just noticed how San Francisco people look at Stockton people. Um, so uh, Pat asks, how do you put people at ease? So can you kind of role play a little bit with me as though I was a uh, one of your one of your cold calls, not a referral call, but a cold call. Sure. Um, so I'll just say initially when I call, I say hi. My name is Maryam. May I speak to Bill? Um, hi, it's Bill. Um, hey, Bill, this is Miriam. I'm calling you because I normally call families once a week that are going through probate. How are you doing? Um, a little busy with everything, but we're okay. Oh, good. So again, my name is Miriam. I used to work for the courthouse and I specifically help families with their probate real estate. Do you have a little bit of a time? Do you have some time right now to talk? Sure. And then I don't want to go and bore people, but basically what I do is I tell them about me. I tell them about my services. I see that you went to court back in January. Yeah. Um, how did that go? And that's how we start the conversation. It's never good. The answer there is never good. Nobody ever says, it was great. We had fun. There was balloons. I some that say, yay, we finally got the letters. My yes. gosh, thank you for asking. We're so happy. I'm like, yay, I'm glad. So it really depends on the person's tone. Okay. I've had some actually last, was it last week or two weeks ago? Someone said, um oh yeah my brother's living at the house with my husband with my wife's girlfriend and i said oh that's fun so your wife has a girlfriend that's interesting and we started cracking up he's like oh my gosh no she doesn't have a girlfriend this is crazy she's my wife so i said that's probably a lot of men's uh fantasy that you just told me about so we're cracking up well and that kind of built a trust and you know a connection there we're just talking being silly so it really has to do a lot of clients also one of them has said oh please call me sir i'm like sure you know like whatever floats your boat i don't i don't care it just really depends on the conversation yeah. and um allowing people to feel good and to ask questions something that i do with my calls i don't rush it i've i've role played with other people and it's like oh my name and i used to be like that Mine is Miriam. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, thank you. Click. Now I, how are you? How are things going? Right. Okay, it's not a good time. Can I call you on Tuesday at two? No, I work till five. Okay, so where do you work at? Oh, good. Okay, so how about I call you at seven? Like, it just really depends on the conversation and really listening and um, allowing people to talk. That's how I feel that's the best approach for me, at least. Well, that's very nice. Yeah. Um, so one thing I, I'm Claudia asked a question, but I want to say to anybody who's ever been to court, every court is so different mm -hmm. that I encourage people to go to the court that's your primary. Now, in her case, she works in six counties, but my guess is you go to one court's courthouse. You don't go to all six, do you? No, the only one that I go to is my county, Santa Clara. It's like me. I go to LA County. I do business in the others. When I've gone to the other counties, it's like a whole different world. You go to Orange County, everything is like clean. Everybody's nice. There's no lines. It's like whole different world. LA, you're in the ghetto. It's it is it's safe because they have security. Otherwise, it's, it's a whole yeah, different experience. Geez. But but what I want to say is you that Claudia, you asked the question, and I'll ask her. But the real answer is you need to go to your county and see what's there. And if you are the expert of what's there, you win. You don't need, it doesn't look like LA. It doesn't look like 
Santa Clara, it looks like, whatever county you're doing your business in. So can you share a little bit, of, you know, obviously when you're there, you're there to meet people. I felt like sometimes when I went to the court, I'm almost purposely not doing anything just to get attention, but I don't want to look like I'm getting attention. Um, but as far as looking for data and looking for cases, can you share what you're looking for specifically? Sure. So I look for, of course, the case file name, right, who the person was, um, the case number, just in case I need to go online and look at something or, you know, I need to know and talk to the family about that. Um, I look for the name of the personal representative. Um, and of many times, it's also on the duties and liabilities, the phone number. Now, if the address looks a little bit iffy, I know that the attorney, because a lot of attorneys do that, they put their address and their phone number. So you can't reach out to their client. Um, so many times I Google the address, I get the address from the house where the person lived and I get the address from the personal representative. Sometimes I look to see how many errors or if something looks a little bit odd, I'll notate that on my notes. But for the most part, as long as I have the address, phone number um, and the person who passed away and of course the, the personal representative's name as well. And I also get the attorney's name just so I know which attorney that is. Now, do you have that data when you're buying it from uh, DF probate already or or and you're supplementing it on the cases you're interested in? Or Santa Clara is not provided by them. There you go. So you buy the data in the other counties, but Santa Clara, you have to get right. personally, which the good news is you have to go personally because right. it means nine percent of realtors aren't going to bother with it or do it twice in a row. Right. Wow. Okay, good for you. And it's really consistency what has um help me in this field like you have to stick with one thing i know um agents reach out oh i've tried this i've tried this i cold call i do it's like just stick with one thing focus on that right. and try it out and that's what cold calling for me has been the best thing i also do mailers and i have received clients off of that but you have to get really good at one thing so you can expand and focus on the rest that's how that's how i view it yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think I would say two things. One is, you know, you learn by doing it. When people ask me a lot of questions about, well, how do you say this? I say that I would say, well, you're not making phone calls yet, are you? No, because when you make phone calls, some of that you start to figure out right. as you're calling people. And second, all marketing typically ends up with you talking to somebody. If you can't talk to them on the phone and convert them, then your, your mailers aren't going to work because the mailers are causing them to call you. If you don't know how to talk to them on the phone, you're not going to yeah, convert it into sorry. any business. So there we go. Um, Claudia asked, this is a classic question too. I think going to mortuary homes and developing a relationship with them is that a good idea. I almost feel like the question, and I don't mean to make fun of you, Claudia. I know where you're headed. Your heart's in the right spot. But I almost feel like I'm waiting for the realtor who says to me, I was thinking of putting my flyers in ambulances. That way, when the person died, the family member would see my flyer right there and call me first. Like as if that's the goal that the to be closest to the person who died is the strategy i don't get that in talking to you at all in fact to me it sounds like you're just as good if they've been around for a while in probate for six months or a year as if they're brand new right yeah i that's not my approach i would not do that um yeah i actually feel uh for some that might even hurt you at, at points you know if you approach a family at when they're in that space Right. Um, I've had one client who said that the agent showed up at the funeral and just gave him the card and they were so disgusted by agents, period. Um, but everyone's different. I don't know. That's not my approach. 
to me, it doesn't, when they file for probate, that's when I go in, whether it's in the beginning or the end, yeah. or they've been stuck for years. Um, it doesn't really matter to me because my goal is to help them whatever stage. I've had some that come to me after probate. Um, so it just really depends on the person that I'm helping the conversation, but I don't target them specifically just because they just filed. Many times they're super confused and they're not going to make a decision anyway. Right, right. Um, and some, they don't have the right to make a decision anyway, right? They don't have the letters yet. So they don't even know if they're going to be appointed. I've had one that thought was going to be appointed and then it changed to another family member because there was major drama. Right. So it really, I don't know, it really just depends on the situation. Yeah, I could agree more. It's not about how soon you are. It's about you being effective when you talk to people and work itself out. You know, I, I also would say this, Claudia, I was in college, one of my um, team members in college, his family owned mortuaries. They're very wealthy and they own like seven, you know, mortuary facilities. I, I suppose if I had been in probate real estate right away, maybe he would have called me with a referral, possibly, right? And if your best friend, he wasn't my, we weren't friends really, but if he was my best friend, I imagine I would socialize with him. Maybe he goes to, you know, he goes to mortuary association conventions and meets people. And if that's your best friend, you enjoy that and you're working with him, maybe. But to think that you're going to call somebody because you're closer to who died sooner, I just don't think you, that's a basis for building a business. I, I just, um, so just be careful of that. Okay. Um, again, feel free to put your contact information in the chat box. We want to network and all that. Christopher asked, do you take on underwater or short sale properties in probate? Yes. Do you want to describe what that process looks like or what, you, what your strategy is there? So it really depends on the situation. If it's a short sale property, um, let me clarify. So I've never done one in a short sale in probate. I have done foreclosures where, and I have a really amazing story that was uh, so fascinating, but um, it really depends on the situation. And it's pretty much, that's what I, people come to me all the time, but what if it's foreclosure and it's probate? It's the same thing. We just have to rush and make sure that we get into action immediately. Right. So I had one here in Santa Clara, the family called me. They said, we haven't paid for five years. My dad passed away five years ago the auction date is in two weeks. Mm. And I said, okay, let's sign the listing agreement. Uh, I'm sorry, we didn't sign the listing agreement yet. I said, let's get into action. Let's hold off the auction date and then we'll sign the listing agreement. Well, probate, um, the probate department, as you know, the court is super delayed. I called my friend, Eric, who works there. And I said, hey, there's this family who's gonna lose their home in two weeks, blah, blah, blah. And he said, file, ask the attorney. They didn't have an attorney. I referred an attorney to them. She filed the motion. They were able to move the case so quickly that we stopped the auction, literally the day, the Friday before Monday. So the family called me in tears. They're like, oh my goodness, thank you. And I'm like, you need to pay your stuff and fix your probate situation. Um, so I was able to help them in that way. I don't think they're going to sell, but if they do, they're going to select me because I helped them through that process. And that's ideally what I want to do. Um, but I think foreclosures or, um, short sales, I'm trying to, I think it should be the same. I've never done a short sale through probate, but it's pretty much the same. The only difference is there's a legal side and there's deadlines. And of course you need to know that, and you can't jump the gun and do things. For example, the notice of proposed action hasn't been sent out. I've 
heard about cases where people try to sell the house before that. I'm like, no, you have to know the legal stuff as well. Because mm. then the family and the personal representative can really get into hot water. Right. Um, when that happens. So it's to me, it's pretty much the same. You just really have to understand the goal right. and the time frames. And right. if you can't wait until the notice, the, the due date, you need to talk to the attorney and get them to expedite that somehow, do an ex parte motion or do whatever they need to do to um, ensure that everyone is protected. Right. Yeah. Um, do you work, if there's equity, do you work with estates that have reverse mortgages? I think the answer was yes, based on what you said before. Right. One of mine that were actually just put on the market like three days ago, she has a reverse mortgage. I deal with that very often. How much of a cold calling is the attorneys versus the uh, families? Attorneys, I would say 5%. I mainly call families. And I have a lot of now friends that are attorneys. And actually one of them said, um, she receives a lot of calls and she said, honestly, it's uncomfortable. I shouldn't even be talking to you, anyone about the case. And it just seems like very uh, cutthroat. So I do that when I know maybe the attorney or I've worked with them in the past, um, but I rarely call them initially to talk about someone else. I don't do that anymore. Steve uh, Kaufman's on our YouTube says he uh, has done short sales while in probate. So interesting, Steve. You and Chris should get together. Steve Kaufman on the YouTube. And if Chris, if you're watching, you might want to get on the YouTube and put a comment there or reach out to him. Um, okay, good. We've got some more um, networking going on there. Glad to see that. Uh, we've got a few minutes left. If anybody else has a question, raise your hand in the uh, app or put it in the chat box. I think I, I think I pretty much got up to date. My question. So let's talk about Referring to attorneys, this is another area that realtors compl complain to me regularly. They'll say, you know, I've referred cases and I don't get anything back. Um, do, you, do you hear that from other realtors? And what do you say to them? I think you have to be very clear with the attorney um, and have a conversation. You know, normally when I refer, I, I let them know I would love to have a relationship with you. And I would love to add value to you as you to me. And it's pretty much, you can't hold them accountable for not referring to you, right? So picking the ones that you feel might do that, I think that's also based off their field and you know that they're working, they're doing this so often. There's some attorneys that refer to the same agents all the time, I already know that and I know who they are. Mm -hmm. um, but I do have like the one in San Francisco that's really big and he said, I have my selected um, agents and I said, I'm referring this big case to you and I wanna be one of your selected agents moving forward. Can you can you do that for me? And he said, yeah. And within two weeks, he referred someone to me. Nice. Um, so I'm referring to him. He's referring to me and it's a relationship. Um, and I think that's the best way, but not what someone called me actually from the group one day and asked me because she was super pissed off that, that she wasn't getting referrals. I don't think you need to for me, I don't hold on to that anger or anything. I just move on to the next. And don't believe that everyone's like that. And if that doesn't work for you, try something different. But I don't think that holding on to that idea, I don't think it's the best way to deal with that because attorneys do refer. I think maybe not all of them and some of them have their selected few, um, but our goal is to be their selected few. So it's continuously you know, trying to get there. Yeah, I get a lot of agents who will tell me they refer leads to attorneys, but 
and, and I see, you know, in chat, I'm sure like you do, I see in different chats, people say, oh, I need an attorney in this area. And it's like, well, what do you need the attorney to do? Right? Oh. There's, a, there's a difference between an attorney who's a probate administrator or a probate litigator, right. or a state planner, you know, and, and, and they just, you know, so when you start referring people, you'd make sure that you're giving people the business they want in the way that they want to get it. So that's such such a great point, Bill. So people actually reach out to me and say, hey, do you have an attorney for probate? Well, what about? Is it estate planning? In what county? Is it going to be litigation? And I actually screen them before yeah. sending them to my attorneys because I don't want them to get a headache. Right. Some people, maybe it's major drama and they feel like they're being cheated and they want to sue the family. It's like, is that even probate? Like, I, I don't know. So before sending people to my attorneys, I want to make sure that it's quality. I can't just send them drama and then they're going to be frustrated with me because I keep on sending them just people that are not going through probate or it might be something right. else. So really right. understanding what you're referring. And for me, I want the same thing when they're referring a client to me. I don't want it to be just some random person who's, you know, has drama. I want it to be something that will actually um, work for me. I think they feel the same. Our time is very valuable. Good way to put it. You know, I think sometimes we think of a, of attorneys as handing out referrals like candy, but the reality is they just want their probate case funded and the right. real estate is an asset to fund that case. And so when they're selecting you, they're selecting somebody, they're not going to get paid unless the house sells. Right. They're not going to have a happy client unless you do a good job. And so just like, you know, the other day I had this title rep call me, can I just give him a title order? Like, well, no, I'm just going to hand my, my commission check in your hands because you think it's your turn. Like this is business. I have clients who need me to perform and I need to know that the, you know, my team performs. And so we have to be that way if we want that kind of business. And I think treating referrals as you know intimate exchanges of information rather than just you know can you give me a piece of it's not like halloween you're going door to door uh, no. looking for trick-or-treat it really is more intimate than that absolutely and something that you mentioned the referrals and treating them so whether it's the title company that i work with the contractor i'm pretty clear or an attorney i'm pretty clear straight up this is how i run my business um being super respectful really honoring each other's time being ethical, um, professional. So all these things. And honestly, I could say all the people around me that I know of are in that same frequency. Like we're all on the same page. So the attorneys that I work with and refer to, they're all good people, my contractors, everyone. So just really knowing what you want for your business and knowing who, what kind of people you want around you. And they'll mm -hmm. continuously refer to you, whether it's, I have friends, that are, someone's going through probate and they'll reach out to me. I mean, I have stories that I, many stories that I could share, just random people are sharing my information or people at work. I mean, it just, um, I am becoming like that probate expert. I am that. Someone sure. said, oh, you're like the probate queen. I, that's what I give out, right? I want people to know that I post it on social media. I'm not just a real estate agent. This is my specialty. So when you come to me, you will get results in this space. Um, and I think we really need to own that. Nice. And I get, and I hope those of you watching on this uh, call, just get how she owns that, right? That was not a script. It wasn't just a sales pitch. It's like, that's her essence as a person who she is. So thanks for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Well, 
Um, look, um, I, I could talk all day about probate. One last question, an area that I'm interested in, uh, I'm working more and more on probate advances. Do you do, are you involved in that at all? Do you work with a probate advance company? Do you refer them? Uh, is this something you're familiar with at all? Um, where heirs get advanced on their inheritance? So I have helped someone pay that off, um, one of my clients. I've never been interested in them because mm. of the interest rates. Mm. When I did my research maybe a year and a half ago, mm. and my client wanted to fix their home before selling it, and I said, I will pay for that, which I often do out of pocket, mm. and then re get reimbursed at close of escrow. Yeah. Um, so I'm not too familiar with them. I don't work with them. I think if it's going to, the way that I see it, if it's going to harm the family, I won't do it. Yeah, for if sure. But it, but there are some, but I'm not knowledgeable enough and I don't use them. Got it. Well, I, I'll just say, share with you just, you know, um, I think they're like, they're a very powerful tool, like a yeah. gun that can be life-saving or can be dangerously misused. And you right. have to know how to use it properly. And I think that um, people should be educated on it. It's yes. expensive money. It's also non-recourse, meaning if they, if they advance on it and they don't get the inheritance, they don't owe the money, which is a big advantage. Wow. Um, there's no payments or interest accumulating. So if it gets litigated for five years, their interest isn't accumulating in most cases. So there's pluses and minuses to it, but I find that for some people, uh, they get quick, you know, um, money to uh, hire the right attorney if, if, you know, they need a certain type of attorney, eviction services, um, you know, there are things that I will advance money for, but um, I find that they have more ownership and control if they do it themselves. So if I have to be the one, I would, like you said, I've advanced my, I've had cases where I've advanced $10,000 on a $25,000 commission. I get right. it all back and my commission. Right. But if they advance $10,000, I feel like they own the work, they own the process, and um, I don't have to advance the money, which is, you know, in the long run, but probably better for me business-wise too. So right. it's not about the money on the probate advance, but I do feel like it's a tool that can work for some people. So just something to, for those who are listening. Absolutely. And like yeah. you said, um, as long as for me, it's used in a positive way, which it sounds like what you're doing. Um, yeah, I think as many resources as we can provide to people, um, I think helping and having them decide and have some ownership in what they're getting involved in, I think that's great. I think the common case I use it for is uh, bad brother has an attorney, has letters. The sister feels that she's going to get taken advantage of. There's a half million dollars, a million dollars at stake. And so she can advance $10,000, have an attorney and who's going to be filing probate, but we'll just kind of ride along and watch their interests for them. And right. while you might say, well, they could do it themselves, they sleep better at night with the attorney doing it for them. And yes. the trade I refer that to feels uh, likes the business. So it works out, I think, in, in that sense for people. Absolutely. Okay. Look, you've been very generous with time, and I don't want to go overload. So for people who want to reach out to you, what's the best way to get a hold of you to refer you business or to get in contact with you? So you could call me. My cell phone is always with me, 408-644-4295. Or you can email me, mscruzrealtor uh, at gmail.com. And we'll put that in the description. And as well, uh, she has a website if you want to see more information about her, her background and her, uh, you know, important information about probate buying a house. It's Ms. 
cruiserealtor.com is her website. And feel free to go there to um, get more information if you need to. Um, Miriam, it's been, it's been exciting watching you grow from when you Thank first you. started. You're so excited. And I think the thing I appreciate about you is you've taken a very professional approach to the business. I think um, that's what I got into this niche for because I saw it being to where I sat really slimy and dishonest. And I think that being willing to compete based on knowledge and information is very inspiring. And I know you you raised the bar and I, I want to take that challenge and, and raise it again and, and just push each other to do better, okay? Thank you. And just before I go, that's actually the reason why I started. A person that I was helping, I saw what he did to someone who was going through probate and took advantage of her and me. Um, so I actually decided to help people um, or prevent people from getting into that situation. So yeah. I think anyone that's in this space with us is probably on the same place that we are. Mm -hmm. We really want to help people. And I think we are making a difference and we have a big job that we're doing. So I really appreciate you all listening in. Uh, feel free to reach out. Bill, thank you for this opportunity. If there's any way that I can help you, um, you're welcome to reach out to me and I'm always here. Fantastic, ma'am. Thank you so thank much. It's been a pleasure. Look forward to this for a long time. Thanks so much. Likewise. Thank you. And for the rest of you, thank you for joining in. This is Probate Weekly. We do it every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. We live stream it on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn. If you're watching on the recording, please like it, subscribe. But more important, if you have questions, put them in there and I respond to almost all of them as quick as I can. And if it's from Miriam, I'll send it to her as well and we'll get an answer for you. So again, thank you so much for participating. See you guys next week. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.